0: On this episode, we talk about delegating weaknesses, working with friends, and creating something interesting. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask GaryVee Show. What's up everybody, this is Gary vay Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 61 of the Ask Gary V Show. Before I get into the show, I want to a- give a, <laughs> give a, starting off a little rusty here in 61, give a uh, huge shout out for my new head coach, Mr. Super Bowls. Uh, I'm excited about it, Cardinals Nation, if you've got any insight on your defensive coordinator, my new head coach, leave some comments. Uh, but he seems exciting to me, we have a young secondary uh, so I'm excited to see his impact on that, and uh, the Jets have a bright future, in my opinion. We'll see what happens in the off season, but I'm excited. I know so many of you hit me up on Twitter asking me for my two cents. That's my two cents. I'm an excited guy.
1: Christopher asks, "What are your thoughts on employing friends?"
0: Christopher, this is a great question. Uh, for a lot of people who watch my stuff, they they make that connection on the family business thing. I get enormous amounts of. Excuse me, email from people that are the sons and daughters of business owners because they knew my narrative. Now that I'm running Vayner with AJ, I'm getting some more brother and sister stuff, and I'm getting a little older. I'm even getting some of the perspective from the dads and the moms. Uh, I have employed friends at both Wine Library and uh, VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia was started with five of AJ's uh, dear friends, and I think the the number one advice I'd say is you should absolutely. I'm emphatic about this, and and you as you guys know, I'm big on you know do what works for you. But I'm a huge fan of hiring friends, especially early on, to establish culture, to have those teammates in the trenches. Um, especially if you're willing to practice meritocracy, right? So the key to friends is that here we are five years later and AJ's five to six high school and college friends that started the company with us are in different places within the organization and not really treated any differently at the highest levels uh, than anybody else. And, and, And very honestly, I hope they're not listening or watching the show, they may even be treated slightly harder and worse than everybody else because I'm so sensitive to it in the other direction. I expect the six of you not to hit me up for a raise. Um, and so, I think that I'm a big fan of it. I recommend it. Uh, it is risky. You, uh, I have fired my friends in the past. Brandon was my best friend growing up. He runs Wine Library. Risky. Um, it, You know, it really comes down to... Here's my belief. My belief is very simple. If you... Lose a friendship from somebody working for you and not working out, and you having to fire them or them leaving, then your friendship wasn't as strong as you thought, Uh, and that's the bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't do it. I didn't do it.
1: Columbia asks, any thoughts on bringing relevance to the funeral business industry?
0: Columbia, great question. This was a fun one. India, you're dark. Uh, So (laughs) he's like, was pumped for this question. I assume you're talking the funeral home business. Ironically, I've addressed this in other places either in a blog post or in a public speech or, uh, I've, this is an industry I'm fascinated by. I once gave the recommendation to somebody in the funeral business to become the number one flower content site on the internet. Because that was the connection to something positive that I could make and it was a really, really an interesting, you know, back to everybody's a media company, you guys have heard my spiel on this. If you haven't, Google it around. Uh, I, I think companies should become media companies and play in sections that are related to their industry, not necessarily review. If you're a funeral home, you can't start a reviewing other funeral homes business. You have vested interest, but something like Flowers is an interesting gateway uh, to that business. You know, look, I, I'm gonna use your question as it ended, which is, Innovation is what awakes sleepy gray haired industries, right? I came along in the wine world. That was a very pretentious, very this, very looked down on, very gray haired wine experts were 60 year old dudes. They definitely weren't 25 year old jet fans from Jersey. And so I came in there and I innovated. First, it was launching a dot com site in 1996. Later, it was doing a YouTube show less than a year after YouTube came out around the subject. The way you, 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 uh, you wake up an in industry, is by innovating. You know, looking at things like Snapchat, looking at things like smart technology and augmented reality and Pinterest and, and things of that nature. And so, obviously, it sounds like you're in a very sensitive space. Um, you've gotta be careful. Uh, obviously, death is at the height of emotion in our society. Um, one thing I've been spending a lot of weird Zen time on is that we don't know how to die gracefully in America. We, you know, like I'm very fascinated by that. Meaning we fight and like medicine ourselves up so intensely. I'm getting on a little bit of a tangent, but I get it because boy, in out of all the passions I have, the number one core passion I have is I do not want to die, and it is not even a remotely close second. Fuck the Jets and everything else. Like that is my number one passion. Uh, and so I get it. So I would say navigate carefully based on the question, but to go on a higher level of waking up a gray haired industry, disrespect the gray haired industry. Understand your history, understand it, but don't respect it to a fault.
1: Get it? Cobus asks, what would be your top three tips for switching on your brain?
0: Co, this is an interesting question to me. Like that. Co, this is an interesting question to me. Um, Know how to answer it. First of all, I don't do well with, you know, top three questions. So Vayner Nation, don't ask me top three questions because I don't even know how to gather my thoughts in that way. I'm not an active enough thinker to execute that. You know I don't know. you know, weirdly, the only thing that comes to me on this answer, and it's so why I took this question, because it's an interesting question, is passion. It's a very lightweight answer. It's a fluffy answer, but I truly believe that it is the answer, meaning. If you actually love what you're doing, if you actually love it, there's no friction to turn on your brain. The only time I feel like I have to turn on my brain was when I was six to 22 years old when I was going through the bullshit education system of America, right? That's when I felt like I had to turn it on you know, to appease horse crap that didn't match my reality. But ever since that day when like, yay! And I went into like, you need to buy this Pinot Grigio. The second that started in May of 1998, there's never been a day that I've had to activate. It's always on. And I don't mean always on buzzword marketing. It's that I love what I do so much that there is no friction to turn it on even when I am landing at two o'clock in the morning from a flight that's delayed like the other night and then going directly into it at 6.30 in the morning because the fire is so deep inside. You love it so much. You know, you don't need that jumpstart.
1: Corey asks, when it comes to weaknesses within yourself, How do you determine whether to delegate or to strengthen it?
0: Corey, I love this question uh, because I really don't know the full answer uh, and I'm not sure anybody does. I think that's a question that we all have to answer for ourselves. You know, I always talk about betting on strengths but there's clearly been weaknesses that I've created at least a nice baseline Uh, foundation. As a matter of fact, one of the weaknesses I've been working on for the last 36 months, especially in building Vayner, and and I give AJ, my brother, a lot of credit for this, is leading with a little bit more reality than over-honeying the situation. I'm such a positive dude that a lot of times I don't think I was clear enough with negative feedback or critical feedback to an employee or a teammate because I was hedging to him. I'm like, you're the best. This is all great. Don't worry. But Maybe you should, you know, I've been a little bit more direct, and that's a weakness that I've that I've strengthened, no question about it, Um, because I thought it was important, because I felt like it was a couple inches off, and just by moving it a little bit, does that mean that I'm like the like scary guy in the building? I mean, I'm like the least scary guy in the building outside of the reputation of who I am, or or being the CEO of a company. But like, once people get to know me a little bit, like, like I'm the pushover that way because I am positive, but I, I I think that look. I would say this is an 80-20 rule answer to me. I truly still believe, minimally, that you need to spend 80% of your time on your strengths and if you want to allocate 20% of your time to audit, you know, I would actually just do a whole lot of listening, right, I would actually ask the people you work with, the people that work for you, the people you work for, uh, your friends and contemporaries, the people that are closest to you, the 10 closest people to you, friends and relatives, on what they think you could work on, they're a mirror to that. You may take a step back, it might hurt, You've got to roll with humility and empathy if you want to address this um, and then you could start addressing those 20% because a lot of times the reason we can't address something is because we can't see it. And the best way to see it is through other people's eyes and then use it. You know, it's funny. The best way to see it is to use your own ears, actually. It's kind of an interesting... There's something there. India, we need to go long form on that. Uh, and, then, and that's that. Hey, Gary. It's Sean McCabe. I just wanted to say... Thanks so much for doing your show. It's been the number one inspiration for me, starting my own daily video show at seanwest.tv. My question is, like is hustle something that can be taught? Because <laughs> you're probably the only person I know that out hustles me, and I want to help other people get that. But do you think hustle is something you either have or you don't? Man, these are tough. this is a tough question Day, Jeez. Uh, you know, I do, think, I do think work ethic is a trait. Um, So I I think hustle is something you're born with, but I do think the hustle meter is fundamentally affected by who you're doing it for. So it's really easy to hustle for yourself. Uh, And so if you're a solopreneur, you know, super easy, you will be 100% the highest hustle that you are capable of within your DNA. When you work for somebody else, you know, I think the hustle meter is completely predicated on how inspired you are and how how protected you feel for that leader, for her, him, and the organization they work for. I truly believe that the people that work for me hustle way harder because I instill trust and protection and I set a high standard for it and then thus I'm able to get them to a place where they do hustle harder by the context and the culture from within, but they do it selfishly for themselves first, and then equally because they don't want to let me down, or they want to grow up in a meritocracy where they know they can grow, but that's a selfish play. Uh, so I, I, think, I think there is a level of hustle that ultimately is predicated on your DNA. Um, and then and then I think that at some level it's the context of the game you're playing, right? And so I'm blown away by how many people, how many people on my own team here hustle harder working for me than a lot of my entrepreneur friends working for themselves. And that to me is fascinating. Um, I think that comes from motivation. And so the level of motivation you have from within yourself and the level of motivation you get from outside sources, whether it's an individual, an organization, um, some other variable, you wanna stick it to your dad who said you were never gonna be anything, or the other way, you wanna fulfill what your mom told you you were capable of, or all the, other, the neighborhood you came from. There's just so many interesting variables. Um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about writing a book called I Wish Everyone Was an Immigrant, it's insane. It's insane how motivated I am from coming from Zippo. And I didn't even come from as much Zippo as my parents did when they were first here, but I tasted those early days. And it's a level of taste that I know AJ doesn't have. Not that he can't be more motivated, but that happens to be one of my motivators that is not one of his motivators. Maybe one of his motivators is to stick it to the world and tell him that he's better than his brother. You know, like, it could be a million different things. They're all fascinating. I think that you are, I think that you, um, I think you're born with some level of it. But I absolutely think this is a nature nurture game where circumstances. Look, something you may get motivated by something horrible that happens in your life. I don't want to go dark, but you know we've gone dark in the past. You know, like everybody in your family dies on a family vacation that you didn't go to. You are now motivated in a different way. You know, or you're crumbled by that, and so it's your in, in inner strength and, and makeup and infrastructure. Uh, you know. I've been fascinated by watching my friends watch my other friends become billionaires over the last five years, and some of them have been motivated and some of them pushed back, right? Uh, it's like being the child of a very successful person. You either try to trump your moms or pops, or you go so far away from it, you wanna go like, you know, I don't know, like fish in the Amazon for the rest of your life, and I've been, I'm fascinated by that, and so I think that's DNA, um, and then there's the circumstances that wrap around it.
1: Matthew asks, are you worried you might have created a Steve Jobs-esque reality distortion field at VaynerMedia?
0: Matthew, first and foremost, I'm massively flattered by this question. I don't even know how to really take it other than, you know, my ego is very happy with you. Um, I guess not, mainly because, and I don't know, I, don't, I didn't know Steve, and, and I know a lot of people that knew him, but everything's hearsay, my intuition tells me that I'm dramatically more a people person and maybe, you know, the, the answer's fully no. I mean, like, do I think that people at VaynerMedia drink the VaynerMedia Kool-Aid and their friends and relatives tell them that they're drinking the VaynerMedia Kool-Aid? I do, because they tell me those stories every day. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, is there times where I realized that if I was a little more dark and a little bit more of a, bad guy that I could have created a cult and it could have been real negative, I do. Uh, but I guess at the end of the day, the reason I feel really okay is I know what my intent is and I think what matters is if you know what your intent is, um, you're not fearful of that. If I am creating some distortion amongst my employees and my, my friend base that consumes my content, um, I think it's gonna be all for good. I mean, that's a very, you know, it's not like, ha, 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 I've got them all tricked and I'm gonna make 51 cents on every dollar. It's, holy crap, if I have them all tricked, I'm gonna make 49 cents on every dollar. Got it? And that's a big difference, man. Those two cents, that's a big difference. That two cents is the whole difference. And so, um, the answer is, I'm flattered. Uh, Maybe, Uh, I don't think so. And if it's happening, I think everybody's gonna win. Question of the day. This is a good one, I think. It's not very deep. Stick with me here. Podcast listeners, stick with me. What is your favorite specific? I want you to be specific here. What is your favorite morning beverage? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.